Welcome to the Spotlight Podcast with me, Lewis May. Today I'm joined by Joshua Grant from Edinburgh. I chat to the young artist about his influences and his new single about his hometown. He chats about the upcoming tour, travelling and some of his merchandise fundraising. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on Twitter at SpotlightPod1 and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so today on the Spotlight Podcast, I'm joined by Joshua Grant. How are you doing tonight, Joshua? Great, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so hailing from Edinburgh from a young age, I like to ask at the start, as I do as every every episode, where did it all start for you? What was the first musical experience for yourself? Musical experience? Um, my dad played me a lot of ACDC when I was younger. Oh, stop so that. That is the oh, best. Man. That is the best answer you can give on this podcast. That's the only thing I like to hear. I, I'm, they, they released like teasers for for new music recently as well, so I'm excited for that. I am actually. I think it might be the only thing that could save this year from disaster uh, if, when ACDC release a new album, and that's that's a great way to kick kick things off. Um, I think they've got you know so much influence over a lot of rockers, especially in Scotland. So it was your dad that played them for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dad, Dad's a huge ACDC fan, uh, Mum loves, like, Katie Tunstall, you know, folk like that, so they've got, like, Scottish folk in there as well, so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up around a lot of music, none of my parents are, you know, musically talented, but there was always, you know, music music playing in the car, music playing in the house, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's always been something that I love doing, and I, I played guitar from a, from a young age, and um, you know, was always involved in music and school and stuff, but never really thought about you know doing it properly. So um, it's it's weird that it's come this far. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, as a as a as a child, you say influences from your parents and that maybe not musically talented. Do you remember what sort of first CDs or you know that sort of stuff you owned, or what was the earliest stuff you remember listening to that you maybe had yourself? Early stuff I've listened to. I mean, Green Day's massive as well. I mean, big. Um, just the, the the American Idiot album. I, I know that, that sort of came out. I mean, when I was maybe like a year old or something. But yeah. I, as I grew up, I sort of found that album. My dad had them lying around the house and stuff. So um, the bass just fell in love with them. I mean, t- to me, to me, American Idiot is the best album ever made. So wow, that, that's a big influence as well. That's yeah, a big I mean, statement. I, Big statement, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's front to back, just such a great album. And uh, the fact that they, you know, it, it tells a story the whole way through as well. I, I like, I like that a lot about it as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that I try and, you know, take into my own songwriting, uh, songwriting and try and tell a story with it, like 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 they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. I think Green Day. That's a that's interesting. You you bring them up. I think a band that. It's been around for a long time, but I've I've never really aged. I think you know their experience. Yes, shows you know when they when you watch live performances, but I think they seem fresh and they seem you know like they're doing the right thing all the time. So that's interesting. Nothing, nothing, not that not that I would uh, compare it to your style, but when I think about the storytelling in your songs and you know lyrically, that maybe makes a bit more sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not. I mean, punk rock sort of from from Green Day, definitely not my sort of style, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I try and take influence from a lot of places, so that's that's definitely one of the places where, where you know, my love of music came from for sure. Cool. What? So bringing back to the start, you picked up a guitar. When was the? What was the first memories? Electric guitar, acoustic guitar. Was it in school? Was it your own guitar? 
No, it was my, my, I made my mum get me a guitar for, I think it was Christmas when I was, uh, let's see, maybe nine years old or something. It was a Fender Squire. Actually, oh, wow. it's not in my room just now. But, um, no way you still got it. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's one of my favourite guitars. Love it, that. It plays, I mean, technically, it's, it should play like, you know, a piece of rubbish, but I've never changed the strings on it. It's, so it's like tone, a fine wine. Oh, mate, too right. I mean, the strings on it are, let's see, probably like nine, ten years old and they've never been changed. And they just, the, the sound that it gives out is just really nice now. So, I mean, I've still still got it kicking about the house. It's actually one of my favourite electric guitars. Yeah. So did you start lessons or did you teach yourself? Yeah, I had lessons for a while, but it's, it's funny because when you've got a, a teacher, you know, they, they come and, with you know lesson plans and whatever and you play this song and it might not be the song you want to play so and he was he was great his name was nick um uh, so he, he he taught me you know chords and everything all you know and then once once i got the basics down i was able to start teaching myself um mm. songs that i like to play so yeah what was the do you remember the first song you learned oh god <laughs> Probably smoke on the water. I mean, obviously, that, that is obviously that is my. I I, I play. I must have played the guitar for a total of probably three years, maybe less. And I think if I picked up a guitar today, the only song I could play would be "Smoke on the Water" or uh, or Seven Nation Army" or something like that. Something something nice and <laughs> nice and easy to build me into. Um, but that's great. So the guitar came first. Then when did when did the singing come into it? Did you? think there was a bit of talent there or did you kind of have to throw yourself over the edge for it i definitely have to throw myself over the edge for it. i mean uh, what am i what are, i mean I'm, I'm very critical of myself um like the, the songwriting i really enjoy i can play guitar the singing's probably the, the biggest thing that holds me holds me back I, I try and try and try and you know learn on it every day you know uh practice practice singing but um, I always enjoyed like musical theatre and stuff. Like, I'm a big fan of musicals. I'm a wee, I'm a wee sap like that, but I, I do love that stuff. A little bit of lame is, you know, never never goes amiss. Well, so, you are you are from Edinburgh, um, so that that makes kind of that makes a bit of sense, I suppose. <laughs> the the London the London of Scotland, I suppose. Right. So do you go? Do you think? Do you go and see a lot of musical theatre? Do you think you take away from that not only in a musical aspect but in a performance aspect? Do you think that that helps you? I mean, totally. I mean, it's, it's, it's a confidence thing for, for, for the most part. I mean, I, I'd, I'd done a lot of musical theatre when I was, you know, a wee bit younger because um, I've always enjoyed being on stage because I'm a wee narcissist, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, so I did a lot of that when I was younger. So um, it's, it's, that's probably, you know, massively built my confidence. Um, that's probably the, the, biggest, the biggest thing that's, you know, been able to give me the confidence to sort of pursue something such as music and sort of, I, I guess, put myself out there to be, you know, judged ultimately by by, by the world and whoever listens to the tunes. Yeah. Do you remember your first performance? Do you remember the first time you sang in front of people? Was it small or was it like, right, come on, everyone, let's hear this? Oh, mate. I mean, the, the first time I played a gig, it was a um, band, band from Edinburgh um, called Cameo Habitat were nice enough to have me down to... Um, one of the venues in in Cowgate called the Mash House. You, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I was, you, you'll definitely know it. But, yeah, um, yeah. So they had me down, and I mean, I was I was so nervous, but um, all my mates sort of came out in in, in numbers, and it was just. That's I mean, cool. that's 
probably one of my favourite gigs because it's you know close to my heart was the first one and all, all my friends really had my back coming down to support and you know singing the lyrics and stuff so that was really special and and that's definitely the moment you know when you stand on stage and people are singing you know the, the, the lyrics you wrote back to you louder than yourself you sort of stand there and begin to think that you know you can pursue music you, you can do this people are connecting to it people are enjoying it so that was you know really special for me for sure that's, that's a heartwarming thing and a, a lot of guys I have on the show you know they say their favorite thing about performing live and obviously what they miss about it right now is you know seeing people smiles on their faces and not in a as you say a narcissistic way but people know people singing their songs back to them it's it's quite a feeling oh, there's nothing better that there's there's literally nothing better than it. i mean that's I, I love I love songwriting and don't get me wrong I love I love releasing tunes on Spotify but and you know the rest of them Apple Music whatever it is That's but the I mean, there there really there really is nothing better than a gig there's nothing better than that. yeah let's jump back a year a bit so Transparent comes out the first kind of single for you yeah am I right yeah yeah, yeah yeah how does that come about releasing the first kind of single you know what's the first kind of steps into that um it was a wee bit of a you know shot in the dark i mean i'd begged my mum to get me some you know recording equipment and it turns out all you really need is a laptop and a wee red box called a focus right and you plug it in and you can plug your guitars and your microphones through that but um yeah so i begged my mum for that for christmas just like the guitar nine years beforehand or whatever but um kind enough to get that for me and then sat in my bedroom and just I, i think i had it written before um, I actually got the recording equipment. So I think I'm, I maybe have it, had it written sort of early December, decided that I, I wanted to record it and I didn't know how to do it any other way than myself. So um, got got the equipment, sat in my bedroom, recorded it, just you know, mucked around on GarageBand for a bit until it sounded okay. And then distributed it out to all the, all the streaming platforms. And um, well, actually, I sort of kept it to myself for a while because I was a wee bit shy about it. I didn't really know how people would react. And I put it on, well, I sent it to a couple of my close friends. And to be honest, it was really, you know, it was a select few people that actually gave me the confidence to put it out to, you know, more people. Um, just the reaction that, you know, a few individuals had to it was an, enough for me to think I'm going to make the leap and, you know, make that jump and, try and put out to a bigger audience and you know thank god i did it yeah yeah over seventy thousand listens on spotify now i believe uh transparent it's, it's just mental that's yeah. crazy it's a, stu- it's a stupid number that's crazy <laughs> well we'll jump a little bit closer in time edinburgh well-titled song uh now sixty thousand plus <laughs> listens on spotify the newest song for anyone who hasn't heard it we'll listen to it right now this is edinburgh by joshua grant This feeling's kind of strange blood Rushing right through my veins I now need this feeling to go on Don't know how to describe it Walked in in the room and silent Why does it feel like I've known you forever? Don't ask me how I know this Cause your favorite smell is roses Down in the shopping morning side Get your heels off down on George Street Drag me up Arthur Street To watch the sunset And that's when you said Maybe it's a matter of time 
before the world swallows you up and leaves me behind. So, not just want to know if you meet me down on Moulding Road tonight. You've been out on the town now Your tears are falling down And wiping the makeup off your face Lost you in the smoking area Had something I had to tell ya But it'll have to wait God knows it'll have to wait Don't quite know how to say this Thought the ending would be painless But I have been wrong before Now I miss nights at the West End Getting drunk with my best friends But you were there So I didn't care that It's only a matter of time Before the world swallows you up And leaves me behind So not just want to know If you meet me down on the road tonight That was Edinburgh by Joshua Grant, available on Spotify, Apple Music, as you say, everywhere. Inspired by your hometown, your home city, I suppose. Uh, where did all the inspiration for this one come? Um, this was a bit of a, a, a weird story. I mean, um, that's what we like. It was about it was about this time last year. Actually, I was uh, lucky enough to get you know, the opportunity to to go and work out in, in New York for a bit. So the beginning of this year is about February time. I, I flew out the well end of March, beginning of February time. Flew out to New York to live there. I was meant to be there for about six or seven months and ended up getting seven weeks because of the virus. But yeah. You know, can't complain, can't complain, it is what it is. But um, yeah, when I, when I was out there, I sort of, you know, I, I promised myself I'd make, you know, the most of, of every moment and um, bought guitar when I was out there. Uh, one of the, actually the biggest and best guitar shops I've ever been to in, in Times Square. You go down this escalator and it's just like guitar lovers heaven. Wall to wall any guitar you could think of was there it was unbelievable so i just picked up a wee guitar a wee acoustic guitar from there and sat in central park on a bench and played some songs and i had my wee scotland flag with me so um i would sit on a bench with my scotland flag so people it was obvious where i was from so i, I mean the world's a small place so there was tons of tons of scottish folk would walk through the park when i was sitting there and come and chat to me and as, and as you know nice as it was it did make me miss home a lot and um i mean I, I made friends for life when i was in new york but also was missing my friends from home so yeah i mean the inspiration for the song definitely came there the, the songs mostly about you know growing up it, just in any city really it just so happens i grew up in edinburgh but it's just growing up with your 
your mates in, in your hometown and you know people people move on from their their hometowns and but it's, it's mostly about hoping you keep your friends from from when you grow up in school and stuff and never really forgetting the city that you grew up in yeah yeah i get that i think it really does capture a kind of element of don't forget your roots you know kind of theme comes in i think you know as you say people do move on but they never you always have where you're from and who you met and who you grew up with i think is really important and and the sound of it, it 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 is it's very eloquently written and and performed by yourself and i know 60,000 listens you say it's a crazy number but very well deserved in the case and obviously very well received online no it's good moving on obviously this year it's been wild as we've talked about and everyone knows what's what's been happening and what's going on but we're still on for next year the tour it's looking okay. Ah, uh, the tour, the tour is there. Whether it looks okay or not, I'm you know skeptical every day. Yeah, it's there. I mean, there's no doubt that it'll happen. That, that we'll make it work somehow. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's the dates that it is, or you know, a couple a couple months down the line, but it will happen. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's what yeah. we've what we've got. We've got the fourth of January, obviously Mash House Edinburgh first night. That would be incredible. Twelfth uh, of February, the cellar up in beloved Aberdeen. Thirteenth uh, of February, the Hunter and Thompson in Dundee. Nineteenth of February, broadcast in Glasgow, and twenty seventh of February, the waiting room in London. Nice little month there, February. If that goes through, obviously January, Edinburgh the first night. But you like you say, a lot of guys, these kind of tours are happening. But if they do happen at the time that they want them to or not they still will so very much uh, looking forward to to that i suppose yeah oh my god yeah i mean as i said before gigging is the the best part of it and to put together a wee a wee tour like that is something that you know i've dreamt of before even you know making music it's a it's a dream you have as a as a wee kid like being a fireman or something you yeah. want to grow up and be a a, a rock star in quotation marks or whatever so yeah. I mean, touring, touring around your own country is um, just unbelievable, and you know, hopefully people, you know, show up and enjoy the tunes. And yeah, I cannot wait. That is, it's going to be special for me for sure. And you know, whether it happens in February, or a little bit down the line, um, doesn't really matter, does it? It, it, it is what it is. The fact is that it's, it's hopefully, well, it's going to happen at some point. We'll make it happen, and and when it does, it'll be special for sure no glad no it's really impressive that uh tours and that kind of stuff go together you you have performed live before and i believe you were in the studio saturday yesterday is that right yes mate it was honestly one of the that was one of my favorite days for a very long time and um, i was i was a little bit disappointed with my own set it was you know early in, early in the morning i thought it could have gone better but it is what it is it was it's for it's for such a great cause i mean um, Liam Hanna, who you, you, you'll probably know, um, kicks about the music scene a lot, writing reviews, and um, he's, he's got his get on with it podcast now. Yeah. He's, he's had some, I mean, massive names on that with the Snuts, Jamie Webster, and you know Mark Sharp and stuff. And I mean, it, I mean, very, very sadly, his, his little brother um, died of cancer. So Liam's done an amazing thing in setting up this um, fundraiser night, and the bill that he's put together is just, I mean. Incredible. Better than better than some festival bills. If you ask me, like, I mean, the, the, the he released the first bill and he had you know had the snuts as a headliner as you have to. Yeah. Um, and there was a wee gap next to their name, and there was you know some talk about 
who that was going to be or whatever. And he, he had a wee Twitter campaign try and get Capaldi on the bill. Mental. And, I mean, as it happened, Capaldi was happy to get involved. Oh, of course so he is. Of completely, course he is. Completely over the moon for him. And yesterday was really special. I mean, Liam was there. Um, we had myself, um, Dylan Ramage played a set after me. He was brilliant. White Novels played their first ever live gig. Well, live gig, quotation marks, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yesterday as well, they were, I mean, they blew the roof off the place. They were class. And then Retro Video Club came in at the end. Immense. Immense. My God. I mean, they're, they're like, like the Snuts, they're just my heroes, I guess. So, so to see them, I've seen them live once before. Um, at St. Luke's, but to, but to see them in that sort of you know, it was God, maybe five people in the crowd or whatever because oh, social distancing and it, it was just filming, uh, like a like fil- filming filming them live really, like a, like an old episode, episode of Top of the Pops. Oh, too right, too right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, it'll come off better than that. Oh mate, have you seen the Nirvana Top of the Pops? The famous yeah. one? <laughs> when, the, when they all just take the mic, yeah. Class. I, think, I think I think Queen did a similar thing. They thought, let's just like really overreact to this. It's like, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> they should bring that back. I think I think people like, as I say, the Snuts, Capaldi. You know, there's a lot of Scottish guys you'd like to see just being told, okay, you're not actually allowed to perform this live. Mm-hmm. Just just throw your uh, best uh, sync, lip syncing and musical instrument syncing to it. I think they'd have a laugh at that. I think they'd make. I think if they were, do, if if we do organise a charity event, whatever, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be getting them all in and saying, right, sorry, we're just playing your track, but you've got to, you've got to try and uh, recreate it as best you can, or as oh, worst man. you can. Anyway. So well, that's a great experience, obviously, for a great cause and that sort of stuff. We'll speak a bit about obviously the Scottish music scene, as you've kind of introduced the Snuts guys, like Red Video Club, Lewis Capaldi, obviously massive, massive, massive names. Who else are you listening to in Scotland? Who or in any new music? Who else have you got your your uh, ear holes on at the moment? Scotland wise, um, it was Walt Disco the other day. I think released their EP. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Like so good. Um, I hadn't really listened to a lot of stuff before. Listen, listen to their. I think they're a Glasgow band. Um, but they, I mean, had some really good press. Um, I'm not sure what magazine it was the other day, but. They were in that, and I, I had we listened to their EP. Brilliant, so good. Um, couple, couple people in the the Edinburgh music scene. Um, Cameron Ledwidge, sort of singer singer songwriter, hails from Perth. He's moved to Edinburgh now. He's he's top class. He's got a voice like Capaldi's, and wow. mate, if he if he if he keeps going with his music, he'll he'll be God God knows where. He's he's brilliant, and he's supporting um, me at the Mash House. So that's that's going to be great. Connor Fife. He's the most talented person I've ever seen on stage. Big He's, statement. Uh, I mean, big statement, but I, I just, I've no doubt in my mind. I, I've obviously, I, I love gigs, I love music. I've been to God knows how many, but I've seen Connor live twice now. Um, he supported the Snuts before us at Motherwell, and um, saw him live supporting the Snuts again. Actually. Um, at the King Tuts when they did their album release, and he is just beyond description. Like he uh, just turned fourteen or something, maybe two months back, wow. and released a new song last Friday. And it's just my God, he's some boy. 
Well, there you go. The Scotland scene is is incredible with music. We're just we seem to be just producing them like anything, like chickens laying eggs at the moment, which is great. <laughs> which is great, and it's really good to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over to the socials. Joshua dot Grant on on Instagram. Two and a, two thousand five hundred nineteen followers as of time of recording. I this is how I kind of first got introduced to yourself, and not gonna lie, one of my favorite Instagram pages I think on the whole of the internet. Yeah, I don't know what you get up to at your weekends, but it's funny to hear about the reviews afterwards. Tell it. This is how I first heard about you. Tell me about your mum charging you for uh, maybe something that you broke. Mom and I believe, I believe this is, I believe this is how you kind of jumped on the merchandise bandwagon. I can't believe you brought that up because if my mum listens to this, she's gonna kill me. But because what I'm about to tell you is not what I told her. Okay, well, if if jo- Joshua's mo- if Mrs. Grant is uh, listening right now, she can just skip forward the next two or three minutes. Then I'm I'm sorry, mum. Sorry, mum, in advance. But um, yeah, basically, mum was uh mum was out. Mum and dad were out for you know a couple of days. So as you do, you know, you have a couple of mates around. I think I told my mum there was a certain number, and it might have been that was maybe know, a fifth or a sixth of the actual amount. It was, it was, it was, it was safe. It was within. Okay. Days. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I, I have to say that you know to just protect myself. From, yeah. You know my mom, my mom and her wrath. But <laughs> yeah, one of my mates uh, lent on the table a wee bit too hard, shall we say? And the the what's it called? The stand that holds the table up basically crumpled, and my granite table uh, broke in half. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, <laughs> uh, was sort of everyone went a bit quiet for a second and was looking at me. Just had to put my head in my hands and just accept the fact that I was screwed. So, <laughs> I had to call, for, call my mom and explain the situation. Um, I had to buy a new table for you know half a grand or whatever. Jeez. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was an expensive night for, for you know the grand family, but it is what it is. Mom, rock- actually, to, to be fair to her, took it well. She took yeah. it like a champ. Look, the um, rock the rock and roll lifestyle comes at a price, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, price, we price tag. So but. the the fun. This is the the thing about this story is the fundraising aspect from yourself. I thought was quite a kickstart and and is continued to this day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I basically had to plead. I got some, well, I had, I had T-shirts anyway in the house for, for all the other releases, so had a wee a plead on social media for people to help me out and buy some T-shirts so I could pay my mum back the debt that I was in for the table. Well, the question, um, did you make the money back? Uh, thankfully, we're, we're on track. I mean, we've got these vinyls. <laughs> we've got these vinyls out now, so... They should. I mean, they're, they're doing the business, um, so <laughs> hopefully I'll be I'll be out of my debts. <laughs> and where where can people find those? Uh, I've got websites and um, all my social medias. I've I've shoved it down people's throats constantly, so you'll be able to find it easily. Find just it. check them out somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've tried to make them as cheap as possible. Vinyls can be very expensive, um, so I think they're 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 eleven pounds. Um, they've got four songs on them. They've got a reworked version of Transparent um, with you know a sort of full band that was produced by um, a guy called Mark Freegard, who did a lot of the Delamitri and Manic Street Peacher um, records back in the day. So wow. that was quite amazing that he took that on 
um, as, as a wee job. So, I mean, shout out to him um, for doing that for me because that was very special. And then second song, uh, Edinburgh, and then we've got the B-side is the acoustic version of Transparent. And then the last song is Figure Out, which is the third song I released. So it's, ba- it's basically all the songs up until now. A little whistle a little whistle stop tour of Joshua Grant. Yeah, yeah, just, 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 the, just, the, the, just the, the highlights. Sort of stuff we yeah. yeah, It was interesting, as I say, when you started taking out vinyls and that. That's something that's obviously becoming kind of back into popularity, people collecting vinyls and buying on vinyl and listening on vinyl. What, what did that? Is it something you do? Do you collect vinyls? Do you listen to a lot of music on vinyl? Is that why you had the idea for it? Yeah, I mean, I think vinyl is a very special thing to have something physical and sort of got a vintage feel to it. But as you say, it's sort of coming back into popularity quite a lot. But it's to me, it's you know, a bit of a statement if a band bring out a vinyl because it sort of says, you know this is my physical music, this is now proper, you know, the Spotify or whatever, who knows what can happen, they might get lost in history or all these streaming platforms, but, you know, vinyls are physical, you can you can actually hold it, and that's really cool to me, yeah. but, I mean, I've got a wee vinyl player at home, got some Elton John records, some love Barry that. records, love that. Neil Diamond records, of course, um, my dad had a, a wee collection of, and it's in the attic somewhere. We're still trying to find it. I think he's hidden it very, very well. But um, he's got some old ACDC stuff, some Iron Maiden stuff like that. So we'll dig out at some point and get that played on the record player. But yeah, I, I just, I love the the sound and that the, you can, it produces. I think it's, it is, it's different. Um, that wee scratch and that wee hiss in the background just adds yeah. something to it for me. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. They're, I'm starting shipping them. The, the test presses actually came today, so I've got them. I gave them a wee spin, and they're sounding really, really nice. So I'm, I'm really happy with how they turned out. Um, so put the the whole lot of them into production tomorrow, hopefully, and then I'll have them in time to ship out um, for the 11th of November for oh. everyone who's been kind enough to pre-order one. And in, just in time for Christmas for everyone there. Good stuff. Well, we Christmas <laughs> present, yeah. I know, it's nice stocking filler. Yeah, I think with the physical aspect of owning some, you know, owning music is, is something that's maybe in the past but has jumped back into our lives, especially for big music lovers and that. So it's really important that I feel people own music sometimes, especially music that they really love and, you know, they want to keep then they don't want to forget. Definitely, yeah. Just to finish up, what's what's next? We've got the tour next year, maybe February, if planned. What's after that? Do we have more music in the in the production? Do we have an album? What what what's next for Joshua Grant? We've got a song coming out at the end of November the twenty seventh. Wow. Um, it's called Lay Me Down. I'll send you after this. Um it's my favourite one so far. I think it might be might be the best one so far. I have to see what you know everyone thinks of it, but um, it's a completely different sound to to anything else. Um, me and my friend Scott Maxwell, who's just unbelievably talented with the the old computer and producing and everything, basically just sat in his bedroom for a day and, and made this song, um, and it turned out just way better than I could have ever expected. It's um, what's it? I'm trying to think of what I could describe it as. It's quite poppy. But it's got your classic, you know, indie guitar riffs. It starts off like a classic 
Joshua Grant song, like a wee slow burner acoustic track. But then the the chorus hits and it's just fun from there, hopefully. Excellent. Um, well, I really look forward to, to hearing it. Yeah. I, 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 I back it. I back it. Good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that and um, hopefully we can create a wee buzz about it and people seem to, people, people will hopefully enjoy it. Yeah. I like this as well. Just to finish up the game plan in the next year that was released. You posted that up the other day. I was just going through today. Obviously, finished writing some records, hit 60,000, then 70,000 on Transparent, which has already happened. Stuff like getting Botify Indie Playlist, I'm sure that'll come for you in absolutely no time. Sell Out like the King Tuts is another one I love. What a venue. Just an well, It's just the holy land, holy turf. It is. Not, not just. Made it until you played there. I don't. Not even of Scottish music nowadays. You know, I think British bands and bands without the and everywhere want to come and play the King Tuts it's mental totally it's just got that aura about it and the history that it's got I mean yeah. well with Oasis basically the history yeah. that it's got I mean attached attached to them and um, yeah. the people that have played there and just gone on to great things glow up basically yeah, yeah. so it's, it's holy land holy yeah. turf for sure well that's obviously the big time goals and I have no doubt in my mind that they will be somewhere in the future but um yeah no joshua thank you very much for coming on thanks for chatting away good luck with the new release good luck with the shipment of the records and hopefully uh, your repayment to your mother will be completed soon <laughs> uh, everyone go and be kind if you've got some extra well it's almost sasmus now i know in, in scotland so oh, it's everyone everyone can go and uh, buy yourself a vinyl and a t-shirt from mr joshua grant thanks joshua Thank you very much for having me, Lewis. Appreciate yeah, cheers, mate. See you later on. Thank you, sir. Cheers. If you meet me down on Northern Road tonight. Oh, mate, I can't even see you. Nah, it's all right. Oh, uh, I'm not worried about seeing you. You're all right. It's just the voice I need. <laughs>